got some guests in the studio. We're going to be talking about some news and some culture and some things that are on the horizon. And as always, the only way to consume more news is with a little bit of booze. So, and tonight we are, uh, we have, well, we've already consumed, so we're primed. Uh, we got some uh, some bourbonators from B52 Brewery. We're, we're kicking a little bit different style with some some beer tonight. Uh, so maybe the, the 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 conversation will will be a little more loosey goosey. Uh, but just to, to to kick things off, I'm Craig. We got Kevin and Eric in the studio tonight, and we're going to be talking about some different news stories. I, I told them if they had anything they wanted to bring up, please do. But I'm going to kick it off with actually a local news story. That happened uh, here. Uh, it was about uh, 20 minutes from here. Uh, we had a Tesla that was on autopilot that careened off the road and caught on fire, killing its two passengers. Um, and and so here here's the stats, guys. Uh, this this Tesla it careened off the road, hit a tree, ignited. And then the batteries began to sequentially ignite each other. They said the fire department reported it took like 135,000 gallons of water to finally put this thing out. Uh, they had to take the bodies away for examination. Um, and and so like this this was a big deal. Tesla is now investigating. It actually made national news. It happened this past Sunday, was well, Saturday night, and then it was reported on Sunday morning. Have you have you guys heard about this? There's one? no way that's plausible. <laughs> this is a Tesla, right? Like these are the most perfect vehicles on the planet, right? But all of their lunar landings, the first seven or eight trials end with explosions. So, well, yeah, I feel like it's plausible. Okay, it's yeah. Plausible. So, oh, oh, so everything isn't perfect in the Tesla world. In the, yeah, eventually it becomes well, perfect, but initially it's <laughs> their imperfect. market value is just. What, what happened? Do you know what happened to their stock value this week as a result of this? I don't think anything's happened. Uh, I, I've seen not. the stock value actually go up. People <laughs> of don't, course it did. People don't care. Well, I mean, like, so, so one of the, so like, you know, obviously investors care about one thing. They care about results. One sure. of the big things that happened this yes. week is Elon drove the new truck into the production plant, mm-hmm. and, and so like the truck is in full production, um, and, and so st- you know he's moved he's moved a lot a big portion of the company and companies to Texas where the taxes are better so like the the company itself is actually performing pretty well sure this was just sort of a scandalous thing because it was immediately reported that the car was in autopilot right um, if we, it wasn't in autopilot we have a completely different news story probably yeah well, yeah and the day after Elon Musk denies that the car was in autopilot right so. So there's even an, though the owner of the car was sitting in the back seat at the time of the crash, <laughs> the back seat, what literally a, a back seat driver. Well, and so here, here's kind of the thing: like an, a lot of people don't realize this is like all Teslas out there are capable of autopilot. Sure. Yeah. Right. And so like there were actually devices that you can buy online that can actually trick the Tesla into thinking that you have your hands on the wheel, mm-hmm. because that's one of the things that they stop gap in order to keep you from making it autopilot all the time, because it's not technically legal to do that. You know, so what you do is you buy these devices that make it seem as if human hands are on the steering wheel. That's crazy. So um, they nothing, have nothing could go wrong. It's incredible, but it's crazy. But I'm not okay. So here's the thing: I don't know that that was what happened in this case. I sure. know that those devices exist. Yeah. They did not report whether or not one of those devices was there. It's also possible that one of them was there and it was completely incinerated. And at the end of the day, does it really matter? What does what matter? Does it matter that there was a device on there or not? Either way, here here here's the problem. 
whether or not the the device was in in place or whether or not the person was actually on autopilot or not, uh-huh. a Tesla caught on fire. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it, like and like it like didn't just like catch on fire. It ignited and burned for more than four hours. And took many many gallons of water in Which order to. A, a friend of mine pointed out is like, why were they using water? This is a chemical fire. Sure. Because like there was. It's a legitimate question. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I think it's a very fair question. <laughs> Um, it could have just been that that's all they had access to because this it did take place in a highly secure gated neighborhood. Um, so I do know that, and so yeah. like access is not necessarily as easy, and so like it may be difficult to get other non-combustible things in there to distinguish that fire. But it probably also brings up the fact that if we're going to continue to move toward this new model of having electric vehicles, mm. our emergency vehicles are going to have to really be be equipped differently, right? Yeah, it's different than a gasoline well, car. Sure. It, they reported that the Houston Fire Department actually was was on on service calls with Tesla trying to determine how to put out the fire <laughs> because the batteries continually you know yeah. were, were 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 igniting individually and the water was not doing the trick and so this is this is a more than just this is a training issue for local fire departments and how yeah. do, how do we respond to this kind of stuff because we're, this is this is not our typical you know home well, and, and, and home, so like, home blaze yeah so like as we integrate electric vehicles mm-hmm. into a gas vehicle population like what if one of them is involved in an altercation where they have an accident and then both catch fire Mm. You know, like, like wow. then, then what do you do? Like, what's, what's we're incredibly unprepared for that. Yes, moment. we're very unprepared for yes. this whole. And like, I don't think a lot of people realize that you're not just dealing with like a battery, right? Like, no. it's a series of batteries, and that was the whole problem with the situation. Is as one battery caught, it was igniting the next battery, and then the next battery, and then the next battery. Right. So, which all that is interesting, but to me, I think there's there's actually a, a interesting philosophical question happening that this wreck raises and because what was immediately reported was that these bodies were being taken back for autopsy. Right. And everyone, I think when they read that story goes, Oh, I know what they're looking for. Were they? Drugs and alcohol. Yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Right. They it, were in the back seat. So here's, <laughs> here's the question because like the argument has always been like we need to we need to invest in this we need to move towards this because AI is going to be a much safer means of transportation remove the human component remove the human component right so does that then mean that it is appropriate for an intelligent vehicle to be a DD yeah, because we already have that with with airplanes, right? <laughs> with airplanes, you can consume as much alcohol as you really but want to. But are the to. pilots doing that upon they're, landing? They're not, and that's right, the difference, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't yeah. necessarily have the, the pilot, whether it's autopilot or not. Right. We still have a pilot who is not intoxicated. That can make adjustments should things happen. Yeah, should 100%. things occur. They, On the fly. They know what to do. Right. On but, the fly. But, like, like seriously, like, this, this is the bill of sale, right? It's like, it's going to be safer. Like, sure. we're doing this with semi-trucks. We're doing this, I mean, like, across the board, we're saying, like, we need to implement AI on our transportation services because it's going to be safer. Sure. Ultimately on the road because they're not going to make as many mistakes as you put it, the human element. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that if we get the test results back from these guys and we say, like, they had a blood alcohol level that was above the limit... Some people might say, well, then they were behaving responsibly 
by not being behind the wheel and letting the car do the job. That just happened to go very, very poorly for them in this particular instance. Yeah, but it brings up a whole lot of other questions. Like, are we actually at the point we need to be with, right. with all of this technology? Right. Because at the end of the day, we're obviously not. I mean, that, that's the way they're going to spin this, at least, is like well, this one incident has created this, this understanding that in no way are we actually prepared to have a car be a DD, for example. Right. Right? Yeah. I, what do you do with that? What I, Nothing. Whenever well, the, the you're, You have a private entity entering into the public sector. And so you have a, a company like Tesla who is introducing a product that has never been introduced before. The public sector has not been – our fire departments, as, as this, we're discussing in this case, has, have not been prepared to respond to a different level of technology, a different level of responsiveness. And so they're unaware of how and, – and so it, we're not ready. No, we're not. There's there's no cross integration there of right. how how do we how do we respond should your product that is different from every other product on the market malfunction. So yeah. who's responsible? Well, and that, I think that I think it's a big question, right? right? Because I think I think what could probably happen here is what typically happens is you get more regulation, mm-hmm. which is not going to make the product uh, it's not going to make the product cheaper. No. No, you know? you, no, and you're going to have to figure out who's going to be responsible. Oh, yeah. And then you got to regulate more. So the only way to do that is to increase the price of the product. Yeah, because you're going to have to cover the cost of doing, you know, cover those, those inspections, those regulations that they're going to impose on you in order to quote unquote make the product safer. Sure. And and, and like you're already dealing with a car that is outside the range of most people's affordability. For most people, the pri- the problem is like um, you know Elon Musk and the people that are creating these vehicles are saying, look, they're affordable for everyone. Right. Like they're trying to make them affordable for everyone. Well, and, and like right now, they're actually doing a pretty good job of that. No, absolutely, they are. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 they're doing it in a way that goes, look, not only are they currently affordable in relation to other vehicles, you're also not going to have to purchase fuel. Yeah. And so. They're they're affordable in relation to the other vehicles, and you're not going to have the added daily, monthly, year yearly expenses of of gas or of diesel or other things because all you're paying at this point is is to charge the thing up, which oh by the way, cost money. Yeah. Right. Well, and so let, let me let me go back to my my scenario where the, these guys are potentially intoxicated. Sure. And they decide, well, let's just let the AI get us home. Right. And, you know, Billy Bob in the back seat says, like, look, I've got these devices. It'll make it seem like I'm driving the car, but the car will just set the route and the route, it'll just take us home. Right. Right. So given given that that may be the, the scenario that they're in and they have no other options. Right. Right. Would you, and I'm asking both of you, would you think it's more responsible to let the AI drive you home or to try and drive home intoxicated? Well, there's no because doubt. I think I think that's the flip side of this of this conversation, right? Because we can look at it and go like, oh, well, that was really dumb. But like, given no other options, like, which one would be the better option? Yeah, because we we look at this in from a very very just fundamental level and go, look, anybody driving intoxicated is irresponsible, right? And, and is not okay. There's no way that anybody in their right mind would look at this and go, someone who's intoxicated should drive home. Uh-huh. There's nobody, I think, that I know 
they would look at that and go, that's a responsible decision. Right. So you have to automatically flip to the AI, right? But if the AI isn't isn't responsible enough itself, mm-hmm. then we have a problem also. Right. Right. Because all of a sudden now we've got a situation, we've got a scenario, we've got a real life event here mm-hmm. where the AI didn't fix it. Right. right. And so neither one's responsible at this point. So both of them are irresponsible options. Yeah. So so what do we do with that? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't well, I mean, like it, you, you, I mean, like for me, it's like you, you pick the lesser of two evils. Well, like, you have it, to. Gun gun to my head, I'm gonna say I'm sitting in the back seat and letting the car drive it home every single time. So, and and like I'm I'm kind of wondering if you know if Tesla responds to this event and with sort of like the way that you would expect a corporation to do this and say like look. This is this is an odd event, you know. We're obviously very upset that anyone's life would be lost, but this is, you know, there was a freak accident, right? You know, maybe it was like a deer that darted in front of the car. Who knows? I mean, right. you you don't know the circumstances, all the circumstances, because you weren't there, right? So it, it could have been something weird that caused this to happen. You know, sure. Is is it is it sufficient for them to go like, look, this was a horrible accident. We're really sorry that it happened, but it's not our fault. Yeah, because there's plenty of things that happen in everyday normal activity where people are not intoxicated and accidents occur. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if that's the case, then it's perfectly plausible that in a scenario like this, the car had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, human beings were not, not responsible because they weren't even touching the wheel. Right. Right. It was out of the control of every person involved at this point. Eric, I know you, you've been looking up the article, right? Yep. It, yep. It, does, it mentions how fast the vehicle was going at some point, doesn't it? Because it was going really fast, if it's, I remember right. It's, it's not something I've been able to figure out yet, but one of the things that this pertinent to what we've been talking about, the National Transportation Safety Board has been talking about electric vehicle fires, and it said that only one-third of all fire departments nationwide have been trained and how to put out these fires, and with one person in the front, one person in the back, uh, it it actually it actually happened incredibly quickly, and so you know large amounts of water directly on the batteries to cool, but that it wasn't it wasn't handling the idea. It doesn't it doesn't. I, I have been able to find that information, and I think that the interesting perspective from Tesla is, you know, we don't want this affecting our bottom line. We don't want this affecting. You know our, as, as I stated earlier, our stock value, and so we're going to deflect. Yeah. We're going to say that they did not purchase the autopilot feature. They did not purchase the the full autopilot feature, and so the fact that there's a person in the 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 back seat and the passenger seat that still doesn't make sense to us, even though, <laughs> goodness gracious, to the normal consumer, it just blows me away. Mm. Yeah, no, I, th- 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 there's there's lots of ways. That Tesla is going to deflect this, right? Oh yeah. I mean, there's all it's sorts laughable. of ways. I can't quit laughing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just we're like, well, obviously the car wasn't driving itself, even though no one was within six feet of the steering wheel. But like, they didn't purchase it. So even though there's apps out there that can fake this, not us. Right. This this is impossible. Which I mean, someone was driving the car. To, to, I mean, to, to to their defense, I mean, like you know, like, it's illegal to do that. Absolutely. Sure it is. You know. So, like, the, these guys, no matter what, they were acting reckless and irresponsible. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, well. No matter what other circumstances they were involved I in. I mean, uh, l- let's just put it out there. It, it, unless you're actually having someone else drive you home, 
don't go somewhere intoxicated. Uh, right. Right. Okay. Let's just put that out there. Or don't get intoxicated. Ex- well, that's another part. Right? This message is brought to you by the good people at Uber. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, there's other options out there, right? Yeah. And, and but but at the same time, like Tesla's almost kind of dangling that carrot out there a little yeah. bit. Like we can possibly get to a point where you don't have to worry about how intoxicated you actually get. Yeah. Right? So. There's a lot of implications here, for sure. So. This, is a cr- this is a crazy story. It, it's a crazy story. Like I, when this it, is something Tesla's going to have to deal with moving forward. Like, yeah. And th- not just Tesla, because there's tons of other um, startup companies, companies I mean, that are doing you, what they're doing. Well, not just startup companies. Like now, now GMC's got the Hummer coming out, which can crab crawl, which let's just I'll put it out there. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. But BMW has a new option. Mercedes is coming up with a well, new and you, option. You have other up-and-comers, too, like Riven. Exactly. Yes, um, I'm trying yes. to think of some of the other ones that are – I know that there's there's several out there. Riven, I think Riven's probably the biggest competitor to Tesla right now in the truck field. Sure. Yes. Um, have you have you seen the documentary Long Way Up? No. With Ewan McGregor? Mm-mm. So Riven, uh, Ewan McGregor, and Charlie, uh, I'll think of his last name in a moment, but they've done uh, Around the World – uh, east to west, they've done uh, a- the African continent, north to south, and this was the entire South America and North America. They did uh, the tip of the South America all the way to Los Angeles, and Riven was the company that supplied their support vehicles. Oh wow! And they had to have a max, a, a minimum of 200 miles per charge, and uh, they were they were trucks. Wow! And, uh, it's it's really incredible. It's out on Apple Plus TV right now. Okay. And um. They were experimental. They sent a technician with them, and they performed incredibly. Like, you know, this they were not in any way, shape, or form, endor- you know, publicly endorsed by this company. They shopped it out. They found Riven. This was who they wanted to go with, and far outperformed the Harley Davidson motorcycles that were full electric that oh, wow. that they put out there. And so, I, I absolutely think that they are they are an up and coming company, up and coming company that will. You know, maybe not give Tesla a run for their money pound for pound, but mm-hmm. we'll put out an equally good product. Man, yeah. Ewan McGregor has really been on the like the cutting edge of things. Do you remember <laughs> The Island? Remember the movie The Island? I haven't seen I it. Mean, so Ewan McGregor I mean, was I in, have. Do you remember this this movie? Yes, of course. So it's it's absolutely incredible movie, uh, not to mention the give fact him, that give the, him the premise real quick. So, Thirty so, seconds. So it's it's basically this uh, this premise that that people were living on this island but they were actually clones and so okay. so so there were these super rich people that lived back in in the real world who were buying these insurance policies of these clones so if they ever had a problem like a heart problem they could just harvest that person that was living on the quote unquote island okay. and and they were these But they didn't know policies. they were clones. They didn't know they were clones and so eventually they actually broke out of the lab came to the the uh, the real world from the island and encountered their own person that they were supposed uh. to be. So it's crazy crazy <laughs> deal you and McGregor. So so you and McGregor <laughs> he did uh, I just remember Charlie Borman is his buddy's name. They're they're both from Scotland. Uh-huh. And uh Long Way Round was done about 12 13 years ago. Did a motorcycles through uh you know all of Russia uh crossed the the shortest expanse into Alaska, rode their motorcycles down. They did Long Way Up and this is Long Way long, sorry, they did Long Way Down from the northern tip of uh Africa south and this is Long Way Up. And so, but as you said, Kevin, uh, Ewan McGregor is kind of at this forefront of 
want to be, you know, what is the next thing for our culture? What is the next thing for our society? And so for him, being environmentally conscious was that. And so everything about this last trip, unlike any other trip they've ever done, was, uh, you know, environmentally friendly. And so not only were there motorcycles, which caused them a lot of problems along the way because we are not in a place culturally where we can support a full electric world. And as Elon Musk of Tesla has said, we can't manufacture that much electricity. Right. You know, yeah. it would, you know, the way we currently manufacture electricity does not work to support a fully electric world. Uh, but it was interesting to see how Riven, you know, really responded and stepped far outside of what anyone else has done. And so that's a, that's a huge aside just to say that that, that company incredibly impressed me. As someone who currently drives a three-quarter ton, 6.7-liter diesel truck, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by the fact that there is an electric company out there that is looking towards the idea of something beyond, uh, you know, uh, a, a sedan. Right. And is thinking of, you know, the needs of a greater, a greater expanse of people. Yeah. A, a bigger market. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. For sure. For them. Or at least a more diverse market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. So you and McGregor, like... He's got the Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming he out. He does. I'm super stoked yeah. about that. Yeah, the only thing that would be better is if he incorporated some elements of the island like Scarlett Johansson. The, okay, <laughs> the only thing I'm very upset about is that Anakin is coming back. Oh, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, I didn't like him as a child. Right. I didn't like him as a teenager. <laughs> I want him, and he's going to be Darth Vader. So, I mean, you know, we don't have to look. It's not Hayden Christensen. It's Darth Vader. That's right. But he's also probably not going to have the Darth Vader voice that we all know and love of James Earl Jones. It's going to be on some level Hayden Christensen. So if we can get past that and just acknowledge that beautiful character of Obi-Wan Kenobi they brought to life. They just just published the first screen grabs from the the filming that they started about a month ago. And he's he's brought the beard back. And Mm so I'm excited. I, I just mean, want to know where Scarlett Johansson is. <laughs> she's hanging out with Colin Jost somewhere, <laughs> you know, doing some SNL late night. Thing. Well, so like, if if you guys like, because I'm I'm excited about this one too, um, but I'm also interested to hear what you guys think because you know we we had the whole Gina Carano situation. Oh man, that happened. And uh, are you guys pretty familiar with that that whole situation? Yes. Unfortunately, so I'm yes. I'm I'm really interested to see like the direction that they go now. Because from from what I understand, you know, Kathleen Kennedy fired her, mm-hmm. you know, publicly on Twitter right. without letting her know. <laughs> <laughs> Always a bold move. Yeah. Right. Bold move. <laughs> right. What, way to be covert. So, but like, and so now apparently she's been relegated to just this one series that she's working on, The Acolyte. Right. Um, and I, but like. When that happened, so many people jumped off the platform. Well, yeah, because they're going, look, she was the most lovable character. Besides the Mandalorian himself, she was the most lovable character in the entire series, right? Lovable uh, actual person. Yeah, I mean, I mean well, the, the child, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, but she was the actual, <laughs> the human, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, she was the most lovable character on that entire for series. Sure. Other than the Mandalorian and the child himself, right? Yeah. So like well not only that like they had a whole other series built around her. Yeah. They were ready to roll that out. In fact in fact Disney actually put that as part of their series with the new Disney Plus rollout yep. and then now all of a sudden it's gone. It's gone. Or they're rebranding well, it or and, something. And Kevin, you keep saying the Mandalorian. We think of Pedro Pascal sure. as the Mandalorian, but in all of the season one, 
it was never him except for one episode. It was always his stunt double. He was just doing voiceovers. And right. so, <laughs> you know, realistically, Gina Carano was the one that we saw, you know, her and, uh, oh, my word, I'm, I'm trying to think of. Tell me, Billy uh, D. No, no, no. Billy D. just made the appearance for one. I'm talking about the the other the guy who gave him the bounties that came back and actually directed one of the episodes oh, from season yeah, what's one. His name? I, I'll think of it in just it's a Apollo moment. Creed. Yeah, yeah, Apollo. Yeah, but yeah give me give me give me a real name. <laughs> Apollo Creed is absolutely his name. But uh, you know we had uh, oh Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. You know from right. uh, Happy Gilmore. That's right. You know you know it's like just, just oh man. Tap it, just tap it. <laughs> yeah. Tabby. Tabby, it, it was a great it was a great resurgence for for him as a you know just not as an actor but as a director. He came back and I think directed episode six of season one uh, of, that that Carl Weathers did. But you know. <laughs> Are, do we want to talk about what it is that she said? Do, do you, is, is that a direction? Are you talking about the Nazi thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, com, yeah. Com, comparing what what can, can give us the give us the the short the short synopsis of what it is that well, she it, said it, that got her in so much hot water. Yeah, so basically, she, she I think she posted a picture. If I'm, I'm I'm recalling this now from from memory. So basically, she she had posted a picture, and I think it was of Nazis burning books. Um, and it was basically a cautionary tale of like, hey, I think that this is the direction that we're heading. We probably shouldn't go this way. I forget the exact wording that she used, um, and it may not even be up on Twitter anymore. But like, it's oh, there's plenty of screen grabs. I'm sure there's it, plenty of screen grabs. Um, but yeah, she basically she 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 was essentially comparing some philosophies of the left to. Uh, Nazism in Germany or, or pre-Nazi Germany. So basically like, you know, hey, I see us heading down this path. I don't think it's a great idea. Maybe we shouldn't do that. So the, the funny part is is uh, Pedro Pascal did the almost the exact same thing. Yeah, like just funny ha-ha up- <laughs> or funny like different. Like, <laughs> like funny like he did the exact, almost the exact same thing exactly. except towards the right. And it was perfectly fine. Yeah, so that's that's the problem that I think so many people have had here is that, that things aren't congruent. Right. right. So like, so it's it's just a and like it's not a it's not a proposition towards you know leftism, rightism, conservatism, liberalism, any of that kind of stuff. It's just like I think I think most people want to see a fair system. Sure. In which okay, so like it's fair, it's okay for Pedro to do this, but it's not okay for her to do it because it's different than him. Right. And it's just a different point of view. Yeah. Absolutely. So And then, and then on top of all of it, people bring gender into it. Which is so stupid. Like well, at the end of the day. Here here was the crazy thing to me, man, is like I saw I did see where a former sitting senator on the Bill Maher show, uh, he brings up the Gina Carano situation, and she goes, oh, well, everybody just knows that she's a Nazi. Gee whiz. And, a, and, a current sitting senator? No, no, no a previously oh, sitting okay, senator. Okay, so okay, she, yeah. she was she was formerly, she, she had been a senator, right. but she's still a political pundit out there, sure, sure, you know, sure. talking head, and was brought on the show as such. And and Gina Carano was brought up, and and then you know this woman says, oh well, everyone just knows that she's. It was either, man, I'm, I don't want to misquote her, but it was either like everyone knows that she's a Nazi or everyone knows that she's a racist. Mm-hmm. It was one of those two, and uh, you could you could go back and find the clip. It's not difficult, and and like like Bill Maher pushes back a little, but not not really. Right. I mean, and he I think I think his response to that was like, oh, she's a racist. Like that was his pushback. Yeah. And 
and so like it's just one of those things. It's like okay, because she's now on the right, it's just okay to call her these things, and no one's going to push back on it. Um, for, for whatever reason. Yeah, and I think we get into this weird, weird position where we go, look, because we don't like this thing that someone says, mm-hmm. we have to just get rid of them. Yeah. Right? And, and it's like all of a sudden – and this is just the world that we live in is that everything is out there. Everything is out there all the time. And so if you don't like the, the thing that someone says or the thing that someone portrays as themselves or someone else, at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, look – uh, whatever makes you feel good versus what makes me feel good is what we're going to put out, and that's going to be the thing that's real. And yeah. it's tough, man. It is a tough place to be. And I think we're going to get to a point where where what winds up happening is everybody just exits social media at some point. Because it's like, look, if that's going to get me in that much problem, that much that much uh, fire at the end of the day, like I don't know if I'm willing to put up with it. Well, here, here's here's kind of what I'm what I've been observing, and I don't know if you guys like. Do, did you guys find hear what happened like after all that with her? Like in what way? How she got picked up? Oh yeah, they were gonna make a whole movie out of yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, And I, I think do, do you not know about this? No, I miss all of it. So like almost immediately after that happened, uh, Ben Shapiro reached out to her, and you know, and his company has started making films, and he was like, "Hey, you want to make a movie?" And she was like, "I'd love to make a movie." <laughs> So I'm not like, getting any other job offers at the yeah. moment. What's up? And, and so, like now, now they're and, and you know they uh, Daily Wire had their first film coming out. It was like a Run Fight Hide or something like Run Hide Run Hide Fight. Yeah, something. I think that was the title. I haven't seen it. Um, apparently, it's okay. Um, but he, they partnered up with her. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you look like you're on hard times. Why don't you come over here and make a movie? Yeah. And oh, by the way, you're fantastic. Yeah. That's kind of what they said to yeah. him, right? MMA history, uh, great uh, action movies perspective. You've made about 10 films so far and The Mandalorian. So what's up? Yeah. Right. Let's let's do this thing. And, yeah. so, and so they are. And what, I, what I'm thinking, and like I'm hearing other people who have similar smaller platforms. And I, when I say smaller platforms, like Shapiro obviously has a massive platform compared to most other people. Right. But compared to like Fox, compared to like CNN – Compared to Universal, nobody competes with them. Nobody competes with them. But I think what's going to happen is you're gonna, everyone's going to watch what happens with them and go, oh, you can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that mm-hmm. because I have a similar size platform. We can leverage that and make a film. And I think piece by piece, and I don't think it's going to happen overnight. But like, I, I think some of these smaller platforms are going to just kind of eat away. At some of these big guys, and it's not—they're not, not going to see it coming because they've always been the big dog, right? You know, and like slowly their market's just going to be pulled away because you know they're disenfranchising a whole market subgroup that they've just decided you know is too ignorant to understand what they're trying to do or understand their position, and so they're not going to market towards them. Yeah, we've seen this in a lot of different ways, though, right? Like celebrities have suddenly lost their luster because of YouTube. Right, right. YouTube creators have have suddenly stolen the thing. Like, there there's a lot of audiences there, and I'm like, what? There's these YouTube phenomenons out there that are now the celebrities of the world, and and suddenly the celebrities of Hollywood. I mean, the most recent example of that is Jake Paul. Absolutely. Th- there's no argument against that. The amount that they that they finally released of his pay per view numbers were over 111 million dollars. Right. Wow. In in pay per view numbers. You're talking so, about his fight. His, yeah, yeah. His, his fight with Ben Askren. Yeah, and so you took you take things like that, 
and you apply them to the situation that we're talking about right now, like the Foxes and the uh, the Disneys of the world, it's like, do you really matter? Right. Because I think that, that as far as they're concerned, they're the only ones that matter. But I think as far as like normal people, the, the people that are actually buying the content, they go, look, we, we can find it in other places. Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't have to I don't have to pay what Fox and what Disney is and what HBO and what all these other people are or Netflix or whatever are charging me because um, I can find this content that's really really great in other ways and oh by the way people like Ben Shapiro of all people mm-hmm. who who is a very um, he's very influential but he's also very controversial yes right someone like him can put out someone like. Like uh, Gina Sharano and um, go look. This is amazing. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's it, it's happening on a on a bunch of different ones. I was I was going to ask. I, I know who Jake Paul is, and I know he's got a big podcast, and that he is is he is, I mean is, is he an athlete or I mean, what, he, what is, he is nothing. Okay. Okay. So so Jake Paul is famous because of his brother Logan. Ah, uh, okay. Logan Paul was a vlogger. Right. Uh, so he was actually one of the very first early adopters. And actually, Logan Paul is back in the news now as of today. Uh, on June 5th, Logan Paul, his brother, who these guys are just uh, recreational boxers. Okay. Uh, Jake Paul uh, has done three uh, non-professional boxing fights against either other uh, social media influencers or— You said three. Three. He's three. three. He's three and zero in non-professional fights. I just want to put that out there. Three. And, and he made a guaranteed six hundred and eighty thousand dollars on his fight through Triller, which, oh by the way, he also owns a large stake in. Mm-hmm. And then charged fifty dollars per pay for per pay per view. So Logan Paul, his brother, is one of the earliest adopters of the vlogging phenomenon. And as of today, sources are confirming that on June fifth. Logan Paul, who is younger than the three of us mm-hmm. sitting here in his in his mid thirties, has a fight against Floyd Mayweather. Oh, nice! Who is uh, significantly his senior? Sure. Jake Paul is going to come in forty years uh, older than him, but is is a an inc- probably one of the most accomplished boxers of all time. Sure. Yeah. And who I, in spite of the fact that that Logan Paul is going to come in forty pounds over him, I hope. Floyd Mayweather waxes the floor with him, which is what everyone hoped Ben Askren would do with Jake Paul. Because all of these guys are, they they have made a living. And, and Logan Paul is very controversial. I don't, I don't know if y'all remember several years ago when he was in Japan. He's not a, a shock video person, but he was the guy that went into a very specific part of Japan. There's a forest in the area that he went in that was infamous for people committing suicide there. Oh. And he walked up on a dead body, oh. uh, someone that had hung themselves, and he kind of mocked it. And uh, he, uh, true, this is this is not this is not staged, it's not fake, it's it's a hundred percent real. And uh, he, you know, he committed social media suicide by what he did, and so he has actually kind of come full circle because of his brother circling back into the social media empire. And so you've got these people who, I mean. I, they, they just they, they bring nothing to the table. They they don't mm. they don't make our society better. 
They don't uh, bring anything uh, philosophically. They don't bring anything morally. They don't bring anything talent-wise. They, Nor they, are they credentialed. <laughs> they, I, and I, I'm <laughs> struggling as, right. as, 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 as a non-credentialed person. I struggle to say any of this with authority, but I don't think there's any argument that either one of these two brothers that are only a couple of years apart bring anything to the table to make our world a better place. And yet... Our world is so hyper-focused on what it is that they are doing, I think because they look like them. Yeah. Because they're like, this person isn't special, and yet here they are making millions of dollars on on a platform that anyone can make monetized uh, a monetized living on, and <laughs> in a lot of ways it's just the degradation of our society. Well, and it, it was one of those things where you look at it, and it's like, look, if, if you can act uh, confident then other people will look at you Which, as Which, man, confident. Jake Paul comes across as one of the most confident guys on the face of the earth. 100%. And so you, you act confident, you look confident, mm-hmm. other people see you as confident, and therefore you're worth something. And you yeah. bring in Justin Bieber, you bring in Snoop Dogg, you bring in all these people on your pay-per-view to perform, to be commentators. It's like, mm-hmm. he's somebody. He's somebody. He knows people, he has money, he is influential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to be like those people who have at one point in their career proven to be influential. He's now in some level, peers with them, I want to be like him. And he's working off of an iPhone. Right. He makes me sick. It like makes me want to vomit he, my shoes. He's, he's oh. making these videos. That, like It's it just these things wind up seeing, seeming as if it's just super wonderful, right. super awesome. And at the end of the day, you, you know, what is that? What is super awesome? What is super wonderful? Yeah. I mean, we, we go back to the, the Gina the Gina thing or the Disney thing or the Fox thing or whatever. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we, we're putting so much stock into stuff that at the end of the day, what does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Well, how, how much how much of what those those guys portray and, and put out to the world do you, you guys think is like just pure facade? Like like maybe like percentage-wise. Because, I mean, like you, you have to imagine like some of it is legit, right? I mean, it can't be like – they couldn't be like completely depraved and miserable people – and then continue to put on a face. I mean, like that, that that only lasts so long. And some of these guys have been able to do it for a long time. So I mean, there's got to be something in it for them uh, that's, that's keeping them going. But like, I think I think most of us would probably look at it and go, like, well, not all of this is like legit. Yeah. Well, so like I, I was watching a, a TV show the other day, and uh, th- this um, this uh, person was w- had a medical issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they were on this TV show, and before the doctors could make a decision on what they needed to do, they were on their social media account going, "Well, I need to find out what my supporters, what my list, what my listeners, what my viewers actually want me to do. Do they want me to get this surgery? Or do they not? Right? And so it's one of those deals where it's like people have gone so far to the influence of other people rather than what's the actual the good of, of who you are and, and, and what you actually provide as a person uh-huh. to to go and look. It, it only matters what other people think of me. Right. Right? And, and you, we can look at that, that TV show and go, man, that's preposterous. Why would they there, – there's no possible reason that they would be on Twitter right now rather than making a decision for their own. It's like, oh, my followers are the ones that are going to make the decision of whether or not I should get the surgery or not. That's absolutely ridiculous. So to answer your question, I, I don't I don't really know, but I, I think that, that it's only perceived here. 
at, at what point do we do we allow social media and other people that that are that are not really in the spotlight to make decision for these people? I don't think anybody's doing that's absolutely insane. Sure. I mean, and I, yet we're allowing them to do it. What I mean, who who's allowing who to do what? Well, no. <laughs> but but people are paying for it. Right, uh, like like people are paying for these fights to happen. People are paying for for these people on social media. To, so you're you're saying that their fans are reinforcing? Yes. Their, okay, I got you. They are. Yeah. Like, like well, it, it's all it's it's only valuable they, if people are willing to pay for it. So are you are you are, are you proposing that they actually maliciously want to perpetuate it, or they just want it to continue because they like the show? Absolutely, the show. Okay. It, it's it's about the money. Right, it's about the it's about the fame. It's about the the uh, you know it's it's funny as, as I was watching this this TV show that I was mentioning earlier. It was about her own integrity. Uh-huh. She was going like like I can't in good conscience make this decision for myself when my fans have done all of this stuff for me. It was like she was playing on her own integrity, so to speak. Yeah. It's like how did we get to this place? Yeah, see, the cynical side of me is already going like, okay, well, this was being recorded and you're watching it as a show. How much of that was a show? Oh, absolutely. You, you know, like... <laughs> yes, 100%. So that we'd talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But but there's only one reason that, that show even existed is because that type of thing actually exists. I, well, yeah. You know? Do y'all remember the social media platform Vine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah, Vines? yeah. Remember how long a Vine was? They were short. Six seconds. Right. Six seconds? Every, really? vine, every vine was six seconds. That's where Logan Paul became famous. Yeah. And the idea behind vines, if you recall, was mm-hmm. just let's make a stupid video right. for six seconds. Yep. So sometimes people would mime over a lyric that everyone knew. Sometimes it would be a really quick prank, whatever. Sometimes you'd string a couple of vines together. Uh, some so now what we'd look at is like an Instagram story or a Facebook story. The reels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so... Where guys like Logan Paul made their mark was the idea of just being full-blown idiots. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, he's funny. And so, uh, I mean, I'll acknowledge that. He's entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. And so he then transferred that into some uh, appearances on you know television shows that we would have all heard of. Uh, but he he also ostracized him from other people as a result of you know kind of, I think again I go back to that statement I made earlier it's a degradation of our society it's the idea of entertaining me at all costs I don't care what it is you're putting out there I don't care mm-hmm. what it is you're saying I don't care what it is you stand for if I'm entertained in the moment that I see you on the screen I don't care and and and, and so I think that speaks to the fact that that people like them who I, I did not spend fifty dollars on the Jake <laughs> on, on the Jake Paul uh, fight against Ben Askren. I was interested though, sure. as a person who's interested in what's going on in our culture, at the fact that this is has gotten so big. I was interested in the outcome. It yep. did not make it past two minutes into the fight. Mm-hmm. People claimed it was rigged. Uh, there were uh, other undercard events that were uh, legitimate fighters. There were other social media influencers. I'll give this to Jake Paul though. He understands how to build up America in 2021. He understands how to incite uh, excitement and feelings and raw frustration in people. And he did an incredible job of marketing. And I'm not sure that he can do it again because a lot of his base feels like it was a rigged fight. 
that it wasn't something that was legitimate that you know when when Askren got hit he he got up the you know he kind of was wobbly it didn't look like that big of a hit and so a lot of people were upset that I just spent 50 bucks on something that lasted you know 119 seconds right but you're going to continue uh, America and I don't mean either one of you necessarily but America mm-hmm. is going to continue to see what this moron does next yeah because he has learned that as long as I can seek out the lowest common denominator and seek out what it is. You're going to give me money. I'm making you're, you interested. You're going to see what's <laughs> going on with me, and you're going to want to know what happens to me next. Yep. Even if I ticked you off the first time around. Yeah. Hmm. It does not say much about our culture. Yeah, it really it really is the least common denominator, right? It's one of those things where you look at it. It's like I, I'm more interested in what I don't know than what it is what I do know. Hmm. Like I'm waiting on the outcome, right? And And – it also speaks to the fact that, that we have moved away from a society that is built on on truth and values and things that actually matter and are built on things like entertainment. Yeah. Now that, that don't that don't matter. Yeah. You know? Like what what are, what how are you entertaining me? Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. So what any other stories you guys uh interested in this, this past week? Goodness, we could probably go on and on, but I mean, like, you'd be remiss not to talk about what's been happening in Minnesota this week, and that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's worldwide, and it's something that I think has been boiling for the last five years in our country, if not for the last 150 years. Yeah, and it's funny because there, I, I've had conversations around that thing very that well, you're talking about. Not to Dan, I mean, we're talking about Chauvin. Absolutely. Yeah, the George Floyd case. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Where, where, where I'm sitting here going, you know, like, it's – you know, maybe that's the best possible scenario, and someone else is going. But, but is it? And I'm like, well, yeah, because if the other thing happened, then like everything would be on fire right now. Like, and they're going, oh, so it's a mob mentality. Like, what, what, whatever, whatever happens is just because we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Right. Right. And it's like, yeah, but isn't it? You well, know, I, I was telling somebody the other day, and like, because I. I, I genuinely don't like to say I don't care. It, it, <laughs> I, I think is is heavy handed. Like yeah. I, I I care I, I care what happens to people and individuals. And you're the worst if you think that. Right. right. <laughs> like, but like it, I was so indifferent as to the outcome because I'm, I don't live there. That's not part of my community. And like I get that it's important to a lot of people. It just wasn't a it wasn't as big a deal to me. Sure. But my comment to someone recently was like, look, if you genuinely believe that he's guilty of all of the counts that they convicted him of, the person that you should be the most upset with right now is Maxine Waters. Mm. Because there, there is someone who is a public official that literally tried to sway a jury, threaten a jury that could potentially get the case thrown out. Right. And so, like, if you're mad at, like, if you if you're a mob, and like, what you want is, you know, quote unquote justice, and the justice is this man getting convicted, then that's the person that you should be upset with because this person could potentially have that conviction overturned, right? Because of her words and her behavior, mm-hmm. um, and, and then and then to have an entire government body stand behind her. And right. say no, that was perfectly fine. Yeah, and so what what winds up happening, and and Eric, I agree with you. This is probably a whole nother podcast, but 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 what winds up happening is people start 
um, questioning the whole justice system itself. Right. Right. It's like, is that justice itself or is it just people that are standing on their high horse and trying to, to, to conquer their own agendas? Well, I, I think like no matter what, at the end of the day, there's going to be an asterisk next to this case. It has like, to be. No matter what. Right. Because like there, there's nobody that can legitimately say that he was convicted on the merits of the case. Mm-hmm. Because – and that's not to say that the merits of the case were bad. It's just that they were extenuating things outside of the merits of the case that absolutely had influences on the outcome. Oh, so feelings and emotions. Well, no, not feelings and emotions, but like you ha- you literally had a mob outside the courtroom right. saying, if this doesn't go this way, we're going to burn it all down. Yeah, but but even that is feelings and emotions, right? But those are feelings – but like it was also backed up with like Actual the last threats. 12 months of – what had happened, right? Actual <laughs> threats, yeah, the things that you know are going to. Well, I, I would, I would call them more like viable threats. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Things that could very likely happen if this doesn't go this certain way. So, and I, I think that's like the absolute last thing that you want when you're dealing with something as serious as a murder conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want anyone to be able to like go, oh, maybe. You know, yeah. like maybe if that hadn't happened, maybe he wouldn't have been convicted. Yeah. It, and so, like, it's 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 all those kind of things, but. If, you know, the other thing was, um, and I don't know if, if she misspoke or or what, but like when, when Maxine was standing outside the courtroom and said, you know, nothing's going to be good except for a first-degree murder conviction. He's like, well, that's not even on the docket. Right, it's not there. So, like, either either you misspoke or, like, you've already established that, like, nothing's going to be good enough. So why are we even here? Right. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that had, you know... What what was interesting is like even though there was a conviction and, and there was a lot of celebratory behavior outside the courtroom, mm-hmm. there were still riots. Oh yeah, and there were, it didn't matter what was going to happen; it was going to be riots. Well, I think it was really important that Judge Cahill made the 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 connection between you know Representative Waters, Senator Waters' comments to the judicial process, right, and and stating that we are an equal branch of government to her branch of government. And by her making a comment on what it is that we do in this process and seeing due process follow through with the law, she has jeopardized the due process of what we have done here, of what this jury has deliberated, and of what all of the testimony that we have gone through, good, bad, or otherwise, it doesn't even matter. Her comments, as someone who is disconnected from this one-third branch of government, Mm -hmm. has unfairly influenced the outcome of this and as you said Craig it could determine the fact that this whole thing is a mistrial yeah. and and then it didn't work out and it, it, I, it in in my lifetime I don't think I have heard such a public reminder of the fact that you know we we hear politicians we hear celebrities speak out all the time on things that this is the absolute rule of law this is how it has to be this is what's most important in our culture and in our society and, and rarely do we do we hear from the judicial branch of government that you know what we were put in place as a part of the checks and balances for your big mouth right and I think it was you know what you know guilt or otherwise it was smart on the defense to allow the judge to be the one who uh, declared the sentencing for the trial yeah. because he's going to take the letter of a law into account. And so he's going to take into account what she said. He's going to take into account all of the things that played into it. And so, you know, he, he saw, he, he was looking at a, a well over 40 years 
in prison. And 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 in Minnesota, the average with being a non a first time offender, he's looking at twelve and a half years. So that's that's you know considering all the things, if he gets twelve and a half years, you know we're going to see a pushback in our country big time as as a result of that. But they've already said. I mean, like like one hundred percent. You know, well, and like what was it the 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 LeBron James tweet that went out that was like, what you're next, mm-hmm. you know, and it you know and so like like and that was after this dude was convicted. Yeah. On all three counts. Yeah. Like it was like okay, still not good enough. Not good enough. You're next. Right. Yeah, and, and then we have, you know, and I know we're gonna wrap this up, um, but 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 we have not done well with that, tonight. right? But 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 I'll say this: like, then you have people like Nancy Pelosi that say things like, you know, we're so thankful for George Floyd, uh, George Floyd's um, sacrifice. It wasn't yeah. a willing sacrifice. What? Yeah, and 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 it's things like that 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 we look at and like. What are we saying? Here? Martyrs don't choose their role, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just it's 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 a completely completely asinine way of thinking about things, and we, as a culture, as a society, as a, as a group of people, right? We've lost our way. <laughs> We've completely <laughs> lost our way. Whenever those are the types of comments that are being made, it's like we we we're we're so off base. Um, did I don't I don't even know how to get back on base. I don't well, know because, because that that has nothing to do with reality. No, it doesn't. Right? It doesn't. I mean, like, I, I don't I don't I can't I can't think of a single and like maybe I don't know I, I I really can't think of a reasoned person that would look at her making those comments and think that she actually believes what she's saying. For one, oh no, it's all political. You know, like that's a, that's a genuine thing that she's yeah. expressing. Right. Um, and I, I think that's part of the big problem is like most people can see right through it, yet we do nothing to remedy it by allowing her to stay there. What's the pushback? Yeah. Right. Like what's and like and like which leads us back to the whole Gina Carano thing, right? I mean, this is a this is a protected class of people that can mm-hmm. just say and do whatever they want with no recourse because they've aligned themselves with what people have perceived mm-hmm. to be the. The either I don't know, like the more not necessarily the moral, but like the most politically correct position, right? And that becomes the protected position. Yeah, and then we have things like Twitter firing people, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, then we have things like like social media is how you find out about things. That's how you. Oh, I don't work here anymore. Right. Thank you, Twitter. Yeah, and I know we're full circle on that, and I think it's probably good, but. Um, it's just it, it it makes us it makes me question so many things about about how the process of life is working right now. Yeah, and, and it makes me just it, it makes me sad to be quite honest because aren't we smarter than that? Aren't we bigger than that? No, but we should be. <laughs> but we should be right. We should be. We should be. So. It, it, it's a tough place to be, and um, at the end of the day, like I, I want to make sure that everything I do from you know day in day out is is true to myself, yeah. is true to other people, and and, and I'm not trying to be fake. Right. And, and w- what we're talking about here is there's a lot of fake yeah. happening here, and um, w- whenever we whenever we try to have a persona. That's I really appreciate out there. that you didn't say fake news. Right <laughs> <laughs> but whenever we try to put this persona out there that's different than who we actually are, uh, and it, it, it 
we're in a we're in a dangerous place. Yeah, for sure. And this is why we need booze. That's <laughs> why we need booze. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Eric, for happy the to... booze cruise. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the booze right. cruise with the news on booze. That's right. So anyway, uh, yeah. No, I think I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Thank you guys for uh, for jumping in on these. I think there's interesting stories this week. Uh, we'll be we'll be back next week with some more stuff for you guys. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, do that. Give us the follow, thumbs up, review, all the good stuff. Till next week. See ya.